Hey, we'd love to invite you to be a part of a future Art of Spousing podcast episode. Capture a selfie style video of you and your spouse and include the following information about your marriage. Introduce yourselves, tell us where you're from, how many years you've been married, and that you love practicing the art of spousing. Then send the video via Instagram direct message to at Art of Spousing. Yeah, it can sound something like this. We're Marnes and Leandri Skuman, originally from South Africa, currently living in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. We've been married for 15 years and four months, and we're practicing the, the art, art of, of spousing. Welcome to this first episode of the Art of Spousing podcast. We're super grateful that you're taking time to give us a listen. We are pumped that our first episode of this new project is launched, and we want to thank Marnus and Leandre for kicking off our first episode. We love you guys and are so excited for you and your family as you're gearing up to launch Inspire Church in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. You are all amazing people. Thank you for inviting us on the journey with you. And we can't wait to be there with you guys for the church launch in September. Some of you may have listened to us on the Live Lead Last podcast. We've taken a break from that show to invest in this new endeavor. And we're pretty excited about it. Yep. The Live Lead Last podcast will last. That's right. It will return, but it will be in a new format. So a little about us. We've been married for 29 years. We have three kids. And we're both pastors at a large multi-site church, and we live in sunny South Florida. Don't hate us. Haters are going to hate, though. They are. I feel like we should give a little bit more about our kids other than just saying we have three kids. Yeah. So Alex, our firstborn, I call her number one because she's the firstborn, not because she's number one. That's right. Um, She's 26 years old, crushing life in the Big Apple. Parker, our number two child, as my man cub. He's 23 years old. He launched out this past year on his own. So proud of him. Fully bought his first home all by himself. No support from parents. No surrey. Right. And our youngest, Addie, is what we call our hurricane surprise prize because back in 2004, we had four hurricanes that came through South Florida. So what we like to say is four hurricanes, 15 days without electricity, and nine months later... Voila, we had Addie. That's right. She keeps us young and fresh. That's right. So disclaimer, we are not marriage counselors or therapists, but we do believe we have learned some valuable lessons about marriage and relationships by working on our marriage over the years. And that's why we're launching the Art of Spousing. So what's the Art of Spousing? We're really glad you asked. Let's go back to when the idea started. Okay, so since our kids became more independent, we began getting away with each other on what we like to call just the two of us trip. Now, this trip isn't for us to crank through a bunch of activities of sightseeing, although we may swim with a whale shark here and there time to time, but it really has become about slowing down long enough to enjoy each other, relax, read, and dream together. In 2017, our Just the Two of Us trip, we were processing marriages we encountered while we've been serving in the marriage space, other inspiring marriages that we are actually blessed to be surrounded by, and then our own marriage. And the idea came up in our conversation about the art of spousing. So originally, this actually started out as a book idea. But then on that trip, we began mapping out all kinds of ideas and concepts that we've learned by living out our married life, investing in lives and marriages of others and helping them grow in strength. And so yeah, that's where it started. Yeah. So spousing is not a word that you actually hear used a lot. But we didn't invent the word. It's not something new. It's actually in the dictionary. It's the actions of carrying out the expected 
functions of a spouse. And what we've learned after working with so many married couples and being married for 29 years ourselves is that marriage is actually more of an art than it is a science. Yeah, and every art form has a set of practices or techniques, but the execution or results of the techniques is going to be expressed differently by the individual artist. Right. So, for example, our daughter Alex is an amazing photographer. She knows all the techniques of taking amazing pictures. Our friend Stephanie, who's also an amazing photographer who did our photography for this podcast, she also knows all those techniques, how to take amazing photos. And making us look so much better than we actually are. Thank you, Stephanie. Yes, thank you thank so you. much. Yeah. But here's the thing. When you look at Alex's photos and you look at Stephanie's photos, you're going to see two totally different perspectives and approaches to their art, both beautiful, but both different. Yeah. And it's the same with marriage. There's some universal principles or techniques that if we follow, will produce a healthy marriage. But it's in the execution of those principles by the artist, the husband and the wife, right. that make the marriage a unique piece of art. Yeah, I love that. And we teach couples who are preparing to get married that they each bring a backstory into the marriage and the two stories become a foundation for writing a new chapter or their new story together. And in a very similar way, we believe that each individual brings a unique palette of personality, past experiences and environments into the marriage relationship. And marriage provides the opportunity to combine the two palettes into an expansive collection of colors that can be used to create a beautiful picture and expression of health and vitality. I love it. You know, James, I remember when we were teaching this idea of these two backstories coming together, you went into our unique personalities and our past merging, blending. You mentioned how my story became yours mm -hmm. and your story became mine. Right. The colors got mixed. My hurt wasn't just my hurt. It became our hurt. That's right. Your entrepreneurial spirit was not just your thing. It became our thing. That's right. And the list goes on on how the palette began to blend together and so many aspects of our past That's and right. our personalities and our dreams, all those things. So that didn't just happen. Right. There was a lot of work involved, intentionality in our language, time invested in learning one another, and a lot of other things. That's right. But just like photography or any other art form, you don't just pick up a paintbrush and paint a masterpiece right. or purchase a camera and take incredible pictures for the very first time, it takes practice. Right. Even taking something as simple as a selfie yeah. takes practice. Yeah. We can't even get it right. Our son's girlfriend, Amanda, has shown me literally 1,000 times how to hold the phone in a way that your fingers don't block the lens right. and that you don't get a cramp in your hand when you're trying to press the click button. See, it's not even a button. I don't even know. That's right. I actually can never remember where to look. So I always end up looking in the wrong direction. So for every one selfie that we actually post, yeah. you can bet that there were probably at least 15 or 20 attempts. But you bring up a good point that the importance of practice. When we started dreaming about art of spousing, I was actually doing some research on the Google, just yeah, that's to funny. drive our kids crazy, right? Yeah. Around best marriage practices. And I found something that I actually didn't know. There are actually two ways to spell the word practice in British English, and they both have separate meanings. So the first way to spell it is P-R-A-C-T-I-S-E, which is actually a verb. And it means to do something repeatedly 
in order to master it or to pursue as an occupation or art. And I love that idea that you're pursuing something, you're practicing it. Mm -hmm. So a musician can practice her instrument or a videographer would practice in order to master his or her craft. Now, practice, P-R-A-C-T-I-C-E in British English is a noun, and it means a habit or custom. So we Americans, we tend to simplify everything and we're clever or maybe just lazy, right? right, right. Um, we decided to use just one word for practice, the I-C-E form, as both a verb and a noun. See, we just all got a little English lesson. I See? love it. So interesting. So there are a lot of couples who have a marriage practice, the noun, but are not practicing the action. Right. They're not practicing their marriage. Or as we like to say, practicing the art of spousing. That's it. And so that's what this is all about. Love it. And it's true. I mean, we know a lot of couples who maybe feel stuck or like they feel like they're in a, you've heard language like a dead-end marriage or whatever. And the reality is they have the institution of marriage, but they don't have the joy of making that marriage better day after day after day. So right. hopefully we're going to give some practices to let you know. So let's take a few minutes and talk about some of those practices Love that it. we found that are essential in our relationship. But before we do that, it's important to know that as Christ followers, we put Jesus in the very center of our relationship. And these practices include our commitment to him. So everything we do, we want God to be in, in the center. So really the first practice that we have committed to is putting God first, even before one another, right? Right. I know that I am second priority to you, James, in your life. Right. And you know you are second priority to me in my life. The one thing I cannot do for you and the one thing you cannot do for me is to make one another whole. That's right. The Bible says in Colossians 2.10 that we are completed or made whole in Jesus Christ. The healthiest marriages are made up of two people who have been made whole or complete in Christ. Right. So each of us daily practices loving God first, and together we love God through worshiping, serving together, praying together, having spiritual conversations together. Personally, I know my relationship with God has been foundational in my understanding of who I am, my identity, which makes me stronger as an individual that we're coming together stronger. That's one way it's impacted me personally. So we have found that this is foundational, but I think we should impact three practices that have made our marriage healthy and strong. Yeah, that's great. And before we do that, I think it is important to know that anytime you get the priority out of the line, that you begin prioritizing your relationship as husband and wife or priorities of your family above God is always going to be a disconnect because God always needs to be first place. So you'll hear us talk more about that throughout the time of our espousing. But here are three practices that we could talk about a lot of practices today. But I think if we unpack three things and give some ideas of how that could, you can live that, I think it'd be good. So yeah. we'll start with the first practice is practicing honor. And this is so huge for marriages. By honor, what we mean is holding each other in the highest esteem or value. And so many marriages are torn down because one or both spouses don't actually hold each other in the highest esteem. And the Bible in actually Romans chapter 12, verse 10, Apostle Paul says, outdo one another in showing honor. We actually talk about when we're talking with new marriages is like competing with how you outdo each other with yeah. honor. So Lisa, some ways that I do this and I honor you is when you walk in a room, especially if I'm in a, a room with a lot of people and, and you walk in after me, I always try to acknowledge you immediately. So mm -hmm. I'm going to honor you 
by standing up and making sure that you're not walking in a room feeling isolated, but I'm going to go to you. I'm going to make sure that, that you feel honored. And that that's just a way to esteem and value you and let you know that, hey, out of everybody in this room, whatever's going on, you're the most important person to me and I'm going to esteem you and show honor. You know, and the way you could grow in that, James, is at home, even when I walk in their living room. I could stand up. You could stand up. <laughs> if you just want to, if you want to grow in that area, just, just a okay. thought, it just came to me. I'll make that my smart goal this week. <laughs> okay. So um, another way that I honor you is I never talk bad about you to anyone. Actually, if I do anything, it's probably more positive gossip. You know, the idea of talking about how good you're doing at something or championing you or, you know, telling stories about a success you have and so forth. So I I always try to honor you when you walk in the room and I I never, never talk bad about you to anyone. I appreciate that. And I actually, I have had women identify and see that you do those things, especially when I do walk in a room with a group of people that they have noticed that you're actually modeling. That's beautiful. There is actually an art to processing married life with others. That's good. Women sharing with girlfriends, men to men, processing challenges in. I think that should be an episode because there's an art to processing it that you're actually not talking bad, but we both know There will be no bad talking about each other in any environment. Even if I was processing with a girlfriend about challenges around marriage, you know that I would be honoring you and the same for me. You know, one of the ways I practice honoring you is by not highlighting the shadow sides of your personality. Wow, that's good. Yeah, or exposing a weakness of yours to others. Since we work together and many of our relationships cross over, there are opportunities for this to happen, that yeah. we we manage that tension, we practice honoring in, in this. But again, there is an art to protecting and filling in the gaps for your spouse's blind spots. So another practice is the practice of presence, Right, being present. We have lots of different ways we do this. I love morning minutes. So each morning we have a routine. You get up and read about 10,000 pages of a book. Not 10,000. Yeah. but And then we um, have our personal quiet time. And then I'll say something like, where's my minutes? I want my minutes. And you're like, I'm going to give you your minutes, Lisa. But the truth is that is a time that we are present with each other. The phone is set aside. Sometimes it's an extended amount of time. Sometimes it's only 10 minutes, but it's an opportunity for us to be present with one another. There, We also obviously have date nights or coffee times. And of course, the most famous time that we love is just the two of us trips where we get really extended minutes together. But right. practicing that, it is actually intentionality and giving focus. Right. And there's, there's that minutes in the morning is really vital to our relationship because it's a time before we get into the business of the day that we can actually be face to face. A lot of times we're just kind of catching up on, you know, what we have going on that day. Mm -hmm. I think we are getting older because we're asking, you know, how'd you sleep? How'd you sleep last night? It's like, (laughs) oh, I slept good. I didn't. I think that's just part of getting older. I don't know. I don't know. Let's not talk about that. Exactly right. But even just recently, it's easy to come home after busy days and just kind of veg in -hmm. front of Netflix or the TV. And the reality is that you know, you can be in the same room, but not present with each other. Right. So I know the other night you actually challenged like, hey, let's turn on the TV and let's go play a game. And so we played some Bananagrams, which 
Um, you always win, but, I, but I, it was really close. Yeah, that's correct. And I even told you, I'm like, I know you're going to win, but I think it's valuable that we both play Bananagrams. But that time together, being present, disconnected from media, disconnected from our phones is a powerful practice. So I would encourage every couple to really put that practice of presence into place. Yeah. And another practice is the practice of humor. I love this one. I know you do. I actually read this uh, paraphrase of Henry Ward Beecher recently. It says, a marriage without a sense of humor is like a wagon without springs, jolted by every pebble in the road. Now, I've I never it. rode in the wagon, but I can, you can imagine... The frontier, no roads, just being tossed around. And, you know, life is difficult. Right. And without laughter or sense of humor, it makes it even more difficult. Laughter is actually a really important part of our marriage. Mm-hmm. And it should be a regular practice in any marriage. And I think it brings health. Proverbs seventeen twenty seven says that a happy heart is good medicine and a joyful mind causes healing. I think a few things that we do that practice humor is we always try to look for the funny around us. And it's all around us all the time. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Whether that's somebody acting crazy in the grocery store or somebody- spoken word. Yeah. Somebody dancing and singing in the car in front of us. We're constantly looking at something that we can laugh at. The second thing is to learn what makes your husband or wife laugh. Because each of us have a unique sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And Lisa, those who know us know that your sense of humor is maybe a little bit warped. (laughs) Yes. My friends like to call me the queen of shenanigans. So I actually find great humor in doing things to people that they're uncomfortable with so that I can laugh at them. So I know that actually isn't really funny to other people sometimes, so I have to be careful. But yes, I do. I like to create moments that are funny so we can all laugh. I think another way to practice humor in your marriage is don't take yourself so seriously. That's right. It's just everybody relax. And I love the idea that you can learn to laugh at yourself. There are going to be times that you're going to do things and say things that are dumb or out of line or just crazy. And it's just fun to laugh at those. Just this week, I said something that just didn't make sense. Or at least it didn't. According to you, it didn't make sense. I'm still going to, okay, but I'm still going to fight for it. So I said, I think I love you, James, more than you love me. And you said, how do you figure that? And I said, because you put up with so much from me. And then you said to what that? Yeah, that sounds like if I'm putting up with more from you than you're putting up from me, that I actually, you just proved the point that I love you more. Yes. And and I do see your point, but I would like to build on that and say, but it's since I know you do this for me, I love you so much. And that's why I think I love you more. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to work. But anyway, we laughed about that all day. We have. We ha- we laughed about it all day. And then it's, now we're, what I love Ted Cunningham talks about is we actually go back to that yeah, reference. call back. Call back. And so that will probably be a part of our marriage language, a callback. I'm like, you know, I love you more yeah. than you love me. Yeah, because I put up with more than you do. Yes. And I would say, oh, I just, lo- I love you more that you actually do it so well. Yeah. So I you're practicing you. <laughs> I hear you. how to put up with me better than I put up with you. If you want to grow the humor in your relationship, I mentioned it. It's a great book you need to get. It's Fun Loving You by our friend Ted Cunningham. I'd encourage you to pick that up and read it together as a couple. It'll really help you practice lightening up, not taking yourself so seriously, and creating ways to have fun in your relationship. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Those are three practices that 
with good health in your marriage. I mean, we could talk about more, but I think if you begin to practice honoring one another, esteeming one another, if you practice presence, finding times every day that it's just the two of you together and practicing humor, finding those little things that you can laugh about, laugh with each other. I think those things are going to really build health in your marriage. So the challenge for you is to take a small action this week in putting one of those practices into play in your relationship. So maybe it's starting to spread positive gossip about your spouse Mm -hmm. when he or she is not around to practice honoring each other. Or maybe it's turning off the TV and playing a game together to practice presence. Or maybe it's telling a really bad dad joke every day. I do that. Yes. And I should laugh at it more. I'm going to be better at laughing at your bad dad jokes. Yeah. Hopefully the kids do, but you can laugh then encourage them. That'd be good. (laughs) Or playing a prank to practice humor. Yeah. You have any ideas that people could use for a prank? One of my very favorite things is, is just when you're just trying to get a shower is to throw a cold cup of water. Yeah. on you while you're in there. And then you usually say something like, confound it, Lisa. <laughs> and so then I laugh and you're laughing now, but you normally don't laugh when I do things like that. I think confound it, something my dad said. So I think we're, it's yeah. terrible that we pick well, those Well, you up. know, you can buy a lot of things that can play jokes on people like fake cockroaches. Those are always a go-to for me. There's lots of things like that, rats, things like that you can purchase. I always save those for work and put them in the ladies' restroom. So anyway. Yeah, your sense right? of humor is yes, crazy. It is crazy. So we would love to hear about your next step. Whatever challenge you take. Yeah. Those of you listening, we'd love to hear that. Shoot us a message on Instagram or Facebook at Art of Spousing. We would love to share some of your stories on future episodes. Whatever it is, take a small step in building practices that will build health into your marriage. Yeah. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. You can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Art of Spousing. And with the launch of the show, we would be really thankful if you would help us get the word out. You could let your friends know about the show by sharing it with them. And we'd love for you to rate and review the podcast. So have a great week and we will see you next time on the Art of Spousing podcast. Until then, bye-bye. But you could practice that at home. Like even when I just walk into... You just want me to stand up every time that... (laughs) Oh, here she comes. Here she is. Every time you come in the room, there she is. Every time, there she is. Okay, I'll make that my practice. (laughs) That's my smart goal this week.